But listen, you can't go wrong with Jenny's. Any flavor they have yeah. is delicious. You can't. Ramble you literally crisp. cannot go wrong. I'm doing Ramble it. I'm doing crisp. it next time. Next That's time. the one. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Jeff. Yeah? Fucking birds. Oh, man. What are they up to? What are they up to now? They're up to their old tricks. They're up to their pranks. I hate thank, birds. Thank God we're back, Anthony. You know how the last two years, birds have been left unchecked? There's been no major podcastian outlet doing any kind of oversight. Thank you. Thank you. You think, as an activist in the space, yeah. you're going to create a community of activists that are willing to put in work as well. You know what I and, mean? And our when Facebook it's time group for has. Us, when they it's time have. for us to retire, yeah. we hope that there will be other podcasting and community leaders that will let the world know about these bird pranks. Carry the torch. You know? I've seen a bird take a hot dog right out of a man's hand. That yeah, bird didn't pay for that hot dog. Laughed as he did it. Ooh, laughed. it laughed. Yeah. Ooh, it laughed. I've seen a bird land on a baby. Fuck that. And poop. Fuck and that. Take right off. Fuck that. Yeah. Was it your baby? Did you throw your baby into the ocean afterwards? Yeah, that's how I lost my first baby. Yeah, tainted. Once, it, once a bird touches something, it's got all, it's birded up. It was more the principle of the thing. Like, I'm not going to let a bird get away with that. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Like, look, look, look how meaningless that was to me, bird. You didn't yeah. get me. You didn't oh. get my baby. I can have another baby in nine months, bird. Anytime. Anytime I want. Anytime I want, I'll just have another baby, bird. <laughs> you don't own me. You didn't get me. I'm not mad, bird. I'm not owned. Look, yeah. I don't even care about this baby. You didn't corn cob me, bird. Yeah. Um, birds suck. They're yeah. weird. What are they up they, to now? They fly. Well, here's the thing. You know how birds do that fucked up bird stare? Uh, yes. They're little you know what beady I mean? bird eyes. Yeah. And they're just yeah, like, I, and their body's moving, but their head isn't moving because they're just yeah. like, they're trying to stare you down. They're like looking at you like, why did you just throw your baby into the sea, you monster? You yeah. know, like they're insinuating something. Like they're insinuating that you're worse than them because they performed a natural action that they can't even control because of their cloaca and yeah. you threw an entire child into the ocean yeah like, yeah that stare you know yeah, that stare oh, which let me tell you stare. something bird don't act like you're better than me bird i hate birds so much um that stare is due to just some more weird ass bird biology shit my dude <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, they're, they're biologically conditioned and evolved to, to do the stare? Kingdom Animalia, order fucked upus. <laughs> <laughs> Phylum creepus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Birds. Birds. Get wrecked, birds. <laughs> we hate you, Oh, birds. we hate you so much. Almost Ugh. as much as gymnasts. Don't, don't, don't get us started, though. Don't get me started on fucking gymnasts. Oh, I'm small and I'm... Look I at have, me. Oh, I, my proprioception. Uh. Look at me. I can move with a, a grace that a few humans can attain. Oh, my balance. My balance. Get wrecked, you dummies. Uh, yeah. There's not anyway. even an Olympics this year, idiot. <laughs> yeah. You trained for nothing your entire life. I don't, that's too mean because they really did. They really did train for their entire lives really and now dark. they can't compete. <laughs> that one's really dark. That one's really dark. Uh, but honestly, this is what a gymnast sounds like. Duh, duh, duh. Duh, look at me flip. <laughs> um, <laughs> get a job. 
Uh, here's the deal. So birds do are known for. I mean, I guess flying first. <laughs> I guess when yeah, you I mean, think birds, like I guess the first thing is flying. I guess the second thing is bank fraud. <laughs> but I guess the yeah, first would be theft. <laughs> yeah, like the, that's two and three, yeah. and then number four is like this ability to move their heads independently of their bodies. Um, yeah, you ever seen those videos online of the birds that are just like moving, the, walking along a thing, but the head stays in place? It's like, have you seen that thing where the the mime takes a balloon, and the balloon it's full of helium and it will fly all over the place, but it looks like, it looks like the balloon is like stuck in place. Yeah. And he's and trying, like, the mime's like trying to push it, trying to push the balloon and he's walking all around it, but the balloon's staying in place. It's because the mime has this extraordinary ability to mime it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's basically the same thing as the head of a bird. That's right. Birds practice in mirrors under French masters for years. <laughs> that's right. In order to be able to pull off these tricks. Um, no, but it, there is a question of like, so, they can focus on prey while twisting in flight. They can keep their stare on you when you're throwing your baby into the water. Yeah, Even uh, if the branch is like bouncing in the wind, their head stays at like the same. It's it's creepy and just dis- it, it's 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 unnerving. And I and honestly, I see it every time I close my eyes when I go yeah. to sleep at night. I wake up sometimes. I wake up sometimes, multiple times in the night, screaming, and I have to be calmed down by my sainted wife of fifty-seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah who's like it was the right choice honey i keep telling you it was the right choice it was a and dream I- it was a dream <laughs> they're there um so we found out that they might have a balance organ in their inner ears that act we, like- all, ha- we all have that don't we have the, ba- the the inner inner ears is what where we get balance yep but so yeah. listen so here's what here's what's up we have something they have special a- about birds anthony yeah yeah, I could fly if I wanted to, bird. Yeah, I could stare at you and move my I, head. I could shit on Jeff's kid if I wanted to, bird. <laughs> I could. Anytime you want, Anthony. Anytime you want. Uh, so they have the balance organ in their inner ears that acts like a gyroscope, just like we have. It's got it's proprioception. It's what lets us know, you know, uh, that we're balanced, that we're up, that we're down. But, yeah. my dude, what if I told you they have a second balance organ? What? In their body. What? They got two balance organs? Right at the base of their spine, right above their legs, they have an organ known as the lumbosacral organ. Huh. Um, which is a great name also for a circus elephant. <laughs> <laughs> the lumbosacral Lumbrosacral, organ. yeah. Uh, <laughs> lumbrosacral. Uh, you know, uh, when, I, when it was time in sixth grade for everybody to pick their instrument, I really regret picking the lumbrosacral organ. Well, you were such a small kid and you had to cart that thing around. Well, I didn't know we were going to be marching and everybody had to carry, you know, the kids with the trumpets were cool. The kids with the drums were cool. And I had my lumbrosacral organ. The, uh, uh, it's, I, I'd like to imagine that the lumbrosacral organ is the one that's like on that YouTube video where the guy's playing the organ, but he's also like pulling on the whistle and like <laughs> spinning yeah, that crank. Yeah. That's like, woo, woo, woo. It was designed by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> that's the lumbrosacral organ. Yeah. Um, it's so what oompas can, and doompas play. <laughs> hey, look it up. Read a book. <laughs> if you Google, what do doompa play? <laughs> For sacral organs. Yeah. Um, so this second balance organ uh, has played a very important role in bird evolution and how birds move. Well, um, I imagine if your body can be balanced independent of your head, it 
it, it really explains a lot of those weird movements you see where a, a bird can really, and I, I imagine that's probably very helpful in flight and how they land on, on branches and all that stuff. Think about an owl, you know, that like those slow motion videos of owls. And as they're like, as they're doing this, their head is just like yeah, perfectly yeah. aligned with the horizon. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. So they can do that. And it's so funny because it's like, it's another one of those animal senses. Cause they also listen, birds also have that electromagnetic sense and fuck them for having that man. But it's not cool. Birds. It's not cool. Birds. Not cool. But there's this other, you're not better than us. No, stop it. Stop so with your knock stairs. Knock it off. But it's another one of those like animal things where when you hear about it, you try to picture what it would be like and you just, you can't, right? Like, like yes. spiders that have like the super wide angle, like 360 degree, or pigeons that have like the 360 degree vision. Yeah. Or like a, like segmented eyes. I always try to imagine what that might, what the world must appear to be to a, like a, an insect or a, a fly or something that has segmented eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, and you remember those little toys that you would buy as a kid? That looked like compound bug eyes and you'd put yes, it on. Totally. And I was just like, this is what it's like. And I remember being like, no, that's not what it's like. They wouldn't be able to do anything. It's like way cooler than that. And I was like, oh, 50 cents for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if we had, could you imagine if we had two balance organs, one for our head and one for our body? Could you imagine the gymnasts? Get you know what I'm saying? Gymnasts. Yeah, I'm seriously, but seriously, like, what could they do? Uh, oh, slackliners. Those idiot. <laughs> those idiot slackliners. They. Yeah. It's, that wouldn't even be a hobby for people. You know what no, I mean? Slacklining would just be how we get from place to place. Oh my god, what a better world. <laughs> We're just slackline hither and yon. You know, you wouldn't even. Yeah, you wouldn't need to build a bridge. You just everybody would have like Batman style Gatling hooks. Oh. Oh, yeah, we just we just shoot ropes from window to window. We just shoot a rope and just walk across it, man. We just be like, hey, man. man on wire wouldn't have been made. We'd all be man on wire. We'd all be Le Pete Le, Le Pong, whatever his name is. You know, Le, yeah, yeah, yeah. Le, Le, Le Pew. What was his yeah. name? Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, I this is one of those ones where when I think about animal powers that I want. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, imagine if you had like the sense of smell of, a, of an animal. I was like, nope, don't want too many smells in the world. Too many gross right. smells. Don't yeah. want. Yeah. But like the vision or the hearing, I don't think I would want the hearing either. Like, I think it seems cool. <laughs> no, you're right, Anthony. When you think of birds, the one thing about them that you wish you could do always saying, is, is the balancing. Me. <laughs> excuse me. I said all animals. Uh, but yeah, birds, you're right. Uh, look, flight is cool, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> flight is cool but flight requires an entire but we're talking about senses flight is yeah. not a sense yeah you're right you're right no it's yeah you're right the the idea of of heightened smell or or even heightened touch uh or some of the uh even like bats you know where you could have a um um what is it look big ears yeah yeah you know big ears the ability to hang upside down uh, no the <laughs> echolocation um oh yeah that, echolocation would be rad you know you could be daredevil but you're right a, a, a balance a, a level of balance that you could attain that that would be bird-like would be pretty incredible i wonder what athletics like what sports would have looked like what athletics would have looked like we never would have had a ninja movie no everybody, everybody could ninjas. do that yeah yeah we wouldn't, I mean, we, I, uh, three ninjas kick back never would have happened you're right I, 
I, I don't want to live in stared, that world. I stared into the into the potential of that happening, and I I saw oblivion. No, God no made us ninjas? exactly as we were meant to be. Okay, we shouldn't mess well, with this. We should not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is so a, it, uh, this only birds have this, or I mean, I feel like there are anim- other animals that have a, a, a profound sense of balance. You know, I think of like cats and what, what have you, but only birds have this. So this study only relates to birds because this lumbosacral or this lumbosacral organ. Um, has not been studied very much. Hmm. So they know that this organ exists. They know that it's kind of unique to birds, but nobody's been like, hey, what does this do? So this study um, was basically based on like uh, looking at the structure of this organ, looking at how birds move, uh, and looking at the behavior of different birds with different shaped lumbosacral organs to really find out if this is the balance organ of birds. They looked at the lumbosacral organ and they found that it has a series of fluid filled kind of canal recesses in the bone. Uh, so surrounding- it's similar to the, to the ear one, right? So similar it works to the, the inner ear. Principle. Yeah. Yep. They have it. Every bird has this at the base of the spine. They also found that birds that perch often have deeper recesses in that organ, those canal-like recesses are huh. deeper in birds that perch than birds that don't perch, which suggests that those canals probably help maintain balance because that's what takes the most balance in a bird's day is perching. Right. You right. Of a, course. Uh, sure. You look at a bird on a wire staying perfectly still, or you yeah. listen to the beautiful song Bird on a Wire by Peebo Bryson. <laughs> right. Or and watch you, the, uh, the, the Mel Gibson film. Watch the Mel Gibson Goldie Hawn movie Bird on a Wire. <laughs> Kids ask your parents, this is what takes the most work for them to balance. And so they were like, oh, okay. If this is, if this is how this organ has evolved in birds that need more balance, it's reasonable to assume that we have found the reason that birds can do this. Right. This, is an, this is an initial study where they are now presenting more questions more research that should be done, probably pulling birds apart at this point, but oh, that's not for us. Hope. We can yeah. only hope that they're dissecting a whole Ooh, bunch of birds. Just pop the head right off on one of those little tweeters. <laughs> just dig in and find some new organs we didn't know existed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, use as many birds as you need, science. Hey, do you think any of them are wondering if the this new organ is is tasty? You know what I'm saying? I think probably most. Yeah. I think if I was somebody who studied animals, uh, probably up to and including endangered species and blue whales, <laughs> I'd be like, we got to kill at least one of these for science, right? And then once we do, yeah, we got to snack on just a little bit of this, just right? Just taste like, it. Just for science, right? We got to know. Yeah. We got to know. Hey, you think that Tiger King ever ate one of those tigers? He had to have, right? They, they talked about tigers disappearing from that place. You know, it's not easy to dispose of a, you know, 300 pound, what are they, 500 pound tiger? Tigers weigh at least 20 pounds. And yeah. I think uh, they found like some skeletons buried. Jack skeletons? Yeah, they found they found some uh, Halloween town nightmare kings. <laughs> they found some uh, some tiger skeletons buried around the, uh, the Tiger King's compound, I think. Um, and you have to wonder... For a dude who's so obsessed with himself and obsessed with power and obsessed with tigers and owning yeah. a tiger, he yeah. probably ate a tiger, right? Oh, I'm sure he did. You look at a tiger and he thinks, 
You want to eat me, don't you? I eat you. No, I eat you. I, you. I wear sequins and I eat you. Yeah. I, I eat totally you ate a tiger. with panache. <laughs> well, everything's good with a side of panache. You, you put know, a little panache just, on anything. You smother it in panache and it, it, anything's going to taste good. Here's the trick. A lot of people leave these two things off of, the, off of their meats. And I'm telling you, put them on every meat. It's wonderful. Paprika, panache. <laughs> That's right. Either, either one. Both, Either one, preferably. Yeah, if, I like to pre-mix both of them. Shake <laughs> yeah. it up, that way it's ready to go. Do you like to um, do the panache dry rub or more of like a wet sauce? <laughs> I like to do a dry rub, you know? And here's the trick, especially if you're going to be batch cooking your, your meals. Yeah, your tiger meat. Your tiger meat. You, you put it all in the Instant Pot. Oh, you just right? forget it. You set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. And then season it after. Oh. Because the Instant Pot's going to get rid of a lot of that seasoning. That's, that's true. It'll just soak it right out. And then you get the seasoning and the power of the tiger, which you have eaten. <laughs> and that's a win-win, baby. Win-win. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting that we've known that birds can do these weird things. And I'm sure, I'm sure researchers and biologists have thought about it before. But it's always interesting to be like, well, birds has been around as long as we've been around. Why haven't we looked at this organ before? That's the most shocking element of this entire story is that it's a new story. I thought you were just like talking about birds, you know, something we all, everybody knows. And maybe you just was a, a factoid that uh, was, was not talked about enough. But no, this is new information. This is a discovered thing that's in birds. This study comes from, uh, was, was posted on the BioArchive uh, April 3rd, 2020, just a, just a week ago. Wow. Can you believe? Hidden organs, the bird's biggest prank? Their biggest prank yet. They hid an organ away from us. They... It's, it's like when Houdini hollowed out his cheek so he could put <laughs> keys and shit in it. Yeah. The birds be doing. Except nothing like that. <laughs> I just wanted to reference it. Yeah, it was good though. I love birds. Houdini. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you talk about him way too much. It's okay. Uh, uh, we may have gotten a little off topic. And so I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, thank everybody who's been listening and remind you of our Patreon, which is the number one uh, and also only way. <laughs> <laughs> it's number we fund one this show. Of, a, of a one item list. Listen, this is the best, worst, greatest, <laughs> most terrible. <laughs> Most lucrative and least lucrative way we support the show. Yes. And you can help us continue this show by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash we have concerns. All kinds of fun stuff to get yourself involved in. You can just feel good about supporting the show. You can just feel like, hey, hey, these fellas, they give me useful information about Sometimes. A lot of misinformation and, and a lot of things that are potentially confusing and misleading. But, uh, but they give me that to sift through, to right. keep me occupied in these trying times. They challenge me to hone my own sense of truth, right? Because mm -hmm. where else in the world right now will you get mistruths <laughs> and misinformation? <laughs> hard to say. Hard to say. Here's uh, the only place. This is it. This is the only place to support the podcast. This is the only place to support mistruth. <laughs> we also have a bunch of things to give to you in return for supporting the podcast. 
Uh, the first of which is if you uh, support us for just a dollar or more, you get access to the We Have Concerns uh, Discord. It's a community where uh, other concerned citizens get together. We chat. We hang out. We talk about the show. We talk about science. We talk about birds. We talk about uh, everything under the There's- sun. There is an entire channel in our Discord devoted entirely to bird pranks because we are ever vigilant. Our community is on the case. Confido vigilo is what we say about birds. Uh, and then uh, for, for slightly more a month, you get uh, special things like uh, those cold open discussions that uh, are, were, were ending in the beginning of the show. You can hear those entire discussions. We give those to you. People, get, You can get early episodes. You can get uh, Patreon video hangouts with me and Jeff. The first Ooh. of which is happening on Next 420 week. Blazing. Yeah, Monday the 20th. Uh, we are uh, going to be blazing our own trail of hanging out. Oh, Dad. Right? Because that's oh, what we're Dad. doing. First one back. I'm so excited, man. I've, I love <laughs> doing these when we were doing them, and now we're back doing them. So I'm going to love doing them again. It's, it's an awesome group. Uh, I hope to see those familiar faces back, and I hope to see new faces. If you're one of those people that wants to hang out, not just with us. Honestly, we're the least interesting part of these hangouts. It's the other folks. It's cool people from literally all around the world that are hanging out uh, and chatting and just you know talking about what, whatever, you know, just, just shooting the hay. Yeah, if you want to be part of this community, I mean, you're already part of this community. And listen, if you if you just want to hang out with other concerned citizens and, and suggest stories, we have the Facebook group, we have the subreddit. Those are wonderful places to do that. But if you'd like to if you'd like to hang out a little bit more and get a little extra value, head to patreon.com slash we have concerns. Anthony, did you ever read no. Bram Stoker's <laughs> read. I try not to. Yeah. Did you ever read Bram Stoker's Dracula? Oh, loved it. Loved it. I read it once in high school, I think. And I, I, it, it wasn't one of the books that really stuck with me. I think I had to read it for something. I've enjoyed the Dracula myth and the expressions of it in, in popular culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dracula 2000. Yeah, Dracula 2000. The, the, the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula was fine. There's, there's like a new Netflix one that was done that, that I, I got a lot of joy out of. Oh, yeah, um, the Netflix BBC co-pro that they did. Yeah, That's the supposed one to be really by, good. Um, the, the Doctor Who folks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's real fun. It's fun. Well, the, book, the book, you're right. Uh, I think I read it. I read it when I was like 13 or 14. I think I had just read like Interview with the Vampire. I was on a vampire kick. <laughs> You know what I mean? You, kids, you. kids get into vampire kicks when you're a yeah, teen. For sure. Uh, and uh, I remember reading it and initially, yeah, it's very dry because it's part like whole swaths of the book are written as like journal entries, series of letters. Right. Like uh, part of it is Keanu Reeves' journal. <laughs> you know, part of it is Winona Ryder's letters to that redheaded chick. Um, I've read the book many times, as you can tell by the yes. proof that I'm giving you right now. <laughs> no, uh, it, it, a lot of it, like it starts off with like a huge just entry in Jonathan Harker's journal. And like Jonathan right. Harker is like, he's like an auditor businessman fucking guy lawyer. And so yeah. it's, it's really dry. <laughs> it's kind of like the found footage version of a, of a novel, right? It's, it's you're, you are reading this journal of a guy who goes in and gets seduced basically by Dracula. It's, yeah. it's, it deals with is, discovers uh, Dracula. And that's why it was such like a groundbreaking novel and why it still gets read in high school and stuff like that is because it, it played with the style of novel. 
at a time when like this, nobody had been doing stuff like this within a novel. Right. And as such, Bram Stoker's Dracula became a massive classic mm-hmm. that, and translated into hundreds of languages. Uh, it is it is one of those books that you can read in any language, including a version that was released in Icelandic. Iceland uh, is the nation of is the nation that has the most readers, the most voracious readers in the world. Did you know that? Is that true? They read more books than any nation in the country. Or any nation in the country. Yep, that's what I said, and I said it correctly. <laughs> any nation in the world. Um, it's a big tradition uh, for the holidays. Everybody gives books. There are big book fairs. It's a big... Listen, it's dark a lot, my dude. Yeah, that's uh, true. And they are inside... Stay in and read, I guess. They're inside by the fire, and they read. They read like crazy, and it's one of the things that I love about Iceland. They live... They live in the game Shadow of the Colossus, and they read a lot, and that's why I love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got this article posted on our Facebook group by Tristan Hornsley Pennell. Oh, Tristan Hornsley Pennell is back, is he? Yes, oh, Tristan. I think Tristan, Tristan had a, Hornsley Pennell. Did, did Tristan Hornsley Pennell have a nickname? Oh, chance? Sir Tristan? Why, <laughs> I have to say, it's completely slipped my mind. Oh, my. Oh, uh, dear. Please remind us, Tristan, if you had a, or literally anybody that's submitting stories, uh, if you had a nickname that we have forgotten because we're terrible people, uh, then remind us so we can credit you. What a terrible faux pas, Lord Jeffrey. (laughs) Indeed. Tristan Hornsley Pennell. I feel like it's just this for a minute and a half every time he sends something in. It's probably true. It's not a nickname so much as it is an annoying riff. Yeah, Uh, it's just something he's heard his entire life that we do, and we do worse (laughs) than everybody. Uh, Thank you for sending in another story, Tristan. This is actually not not a super recent story, but I don't know if you're aware of this, Anthony. We've been gone for two years, so uh, this is this is a, a story that that was posted on Medium uh, a couple of years ago, but one I was not aware of, and it's fascinating to me. So I'm I'm going to bring it up because evidently, go this on, Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah. translated into Icelandic in the 1890s. Great. And people have been reading it, as you said, that country, voracious readers, people devouring uh, uh, Dracula, no pun intended. And it turns out, just recently, somebody went back and then translated the translation back into English. Just for funsies. (laughs) Just for funsies. And discovered it's nothing like Dracula. It's nothing like the original. It is like a page one rewrite of the novel. Oh, it's Van Helsing. <laughs> it's, it's Van Helsing. They just, they just created, the, they wrote the screenplay for Van Helsing. <laughs> God, yeah. I love Van Helsing. <laughs> I know you do. I can't go into it right now. I can't. But listen, one day... We'll, we'll sit down. You can ask me if you see me on the street, which you won't because we're all trapped. But if you see me anywhere in the world, just ask me, hey, I have a bumper sticker that says, ask me about Van Helsing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the last thing you see before the Death Yaris uh, rides away. Down. It's yeah. like, ask me about Van Helsing. And you're just like, oh, you mean with... <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get to say Hugh Jackman's name. No. Um, That's how fast the Yaris moves. So wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
this person, this Icelandic person in the 1890s, somebody comes to him and goes, hey, we got this novel. It's huge. We want it translated into every language. We want them bucks. Publishing is a huge deal in the 1890s. I don't know if you heard. They did not have apps. So they're like... <laughs> exactly. People are loving this dude with the pointy teeth. You got to translate this book about this pointy teeth dude. And this guy's like, yeah, cool. He starts reading it. He's like Jeff Kanata at 14 <laughs> and goes, this book is boring. <laughs> yada, and, yada, yada. Get yada, to the yada, good yada. stuff. Is where, are the, where are the naked sex ladies that walk <laughs> on the ceiling? Yeah. Where is the vampire fights? Right. Where, where, where is all this garbage? What, is, what are all these letters home to this dude's wife? I'm axing that shit. I'm writing about pointy teeth, man. I can do better, he says. Yeah. I can do better. So this dude's name is Vladimir Asmundsen. And okay. this is the translator. Uh, the name of the book in, uh, I guess, Icelandic is the, is the language we're, we're talking about here. Yep. Um, is Macht Mirkrana. Macht Mirkrana. Darkness. With- something darkness. Yeah, it's... Uh, or something night. Hang on, where is it? It's Powers of Darkness. Yeah, Powers of Darkness. It starts similarly, but it removes entire characters. Hell yeah. Adds in new characters, invents entire plots and subplots, changes the ending. This dude... Is the Game of Thrones of the 1890s. Listen to this. He Game of thrones it. He's the HBO of the 1890s, my dude. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, uh, I got to finish it myself, I guess. But, so, Macht Mirkrana yeah. adds 15,000 words to the Romanian sections of the story. There's parts that happen in Romania, and then there's right. parts that happen in England. Which is a 33% increase in pages. Yeah, because that's where all the sexy, weird stuff happens. And it deletes or abridges most of the story taking place in England, cutting yeah. over cutting over 125,000 words or approximately 93% of the pages. Yes, England sucks. <laughs> Bring it back to the Romanian sex palace. This dude. is some moxie, dude. This is some... This is some chutzpah to go i'm gonna translate you know what fuck it i can do way better than you don't need this this redlining large swaths of shit hey vladimir hats off to you buddy (laughs) you know what's up vladimir is like vladimir is literally like the 12 year old kid who's like whose parents are watching bram stoker's dracula and you're like watching from the hallway and you're like you're like whoa look at Look at Ted from Bill and Ted in bed with all those ladies. <laughs> well, you got that right. It 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 actually ramps up all of the body elements. It of ramps up all it of does. Yeah, there's more sexy time stuff. Of course there, there is. There are long sections that are written sort of like a, a romance novel with Oh uh, my um, dude, yes. Here, let me read you a section. This is so this is retranslated back from Icelandic. Here, I'll read you a section. Lightning struck again, and I saw her face right next to mine. She stared straight into my eyes, her lips parted. I saw the necklace around her neck, which was bare right down to her bosom. I could see that she'd sank down to her knees by the bench on which I sat. It goes on from there. None of this was in the original. That section, not in the original. 
what I love is this guy. This guy, Vlad Asmundson, which, come on, his name is Vlad. I think we know what's going on here. This is Dracula rewriting his own story. Well, well that's another point, is that in, in this version, Dracula never bites anyone. Oh, Vlad, you fucked We're up. Like, <laughs> you had me. You had me. I was there. I was ready. I was ready to support yours as the one true version of Dracula. And then you get rid of the sexy biting? Vlad. I guess other, other people, Harker, I guess, still bites people. But uh, Dracula never does the deed. It feels like we're kind of, uh, you know, writing Dracula out of being the, the bad guy here. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, man. Well, listen. Up until that. Yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds like Vlad is like, I mean, I, I only bit people when I had to. I didn't bite people for hundreds of years. But you yeah. know how it is. You turn these guys from, uh, you turn John Wick into a vampire. He starts biting everybody. He can't yeah. help himself. You yeah. know, but um, what I like is Vlad Asmundson understood what vampire fandom was going to be, right? He didn't do what Bram Stoker did, which is like, this is partially a, uh, a, a, a an indictment of the puritanical ideals of British society. This is partly who is the monster. This is partly what is love. Like all of this stuff. No, 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 no. Vlad Asmundson is like, here's what people are going to want a hundred years from now. <laughs> They're going to want vampires to just slowly lick other people and vampires. They want them to wear corsets. <laughs> They want him to sparkle. They want him to, oh boy, all vampires, listen, they just want to make out. They yeah. want to live forever and be beautiful and make out. And Vlad understood. He was a man ahead of his time. A man ahead of his time. I'm yeah. telling you, I think this guy is a vampire. I think he has lived forever. I think he is an executive at HBO. I think now he's show running several <laughs> series and if, uh and if there's you know, ever a book if there's ever a book that gets translated into a television series where you're like whoa they made that way sexier and more violent that is the vampire vlad asmundson <laughs> you, you, are you talking about altered carbon vlad asmundson okay <laughs> All he does he does two things he lives forever that's one and he sec sexies up shows that's, that's all two. he that's he has to do his job is to his job is to be sexy and punch up scripts <laughs> and live forever and never die. He is he is the perfect being. <laughs> so here's the craziest thing about this. this Why did it well, take so long for somebody to know this? That's what I was just going to bring up. We went. Okay. It was discovered in 2017. Hey, hey, Jeff. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I stepped on what you were about to say. It's okay, Jeff. So, I just had a question. I got really excited. I'm sorry. I know. I, 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 well, I'm glad you had the same question that I was about to address. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Me too, buddy. <laughs> 1890s to 2017, <laughs> Iceland, a, a country we have already established as being voracious readers mm -hmm. who just love their literature. Tons of them. Tons of them buy and trilingual, at least. Generations of readers there reading the wrong version of dracula somebody and must have noticed can you imagine can you imagine when every time they see the film version they're, and they're like they're, that guy who's like this is nothing like the book 
This is nothing like the book. To be fair, there are a lot of people who read the Bram Stoker version who said the same thing. <laughs> it's true. But, but like, these guys, I'm sure, were even more vehement about it. They're like, <sighs> they're like that annoying friend who's like, you know, in the book, it's way yeah. sexier, and these characters aren't even in it. And you're like, are you sure? Are you sure? It, it's, it seems weird. I'm pretty sure Lucy <laughs> is in the book, dude. <laughs> Like, Lucy's a pretty big part of the book, dude. <laughs> no, man, I read the book in its original Icelandic. Okay, so, uh, no, Van Helsing's definitely there, man. He's the vampire hunter. <laughs> He's the one who hunts the innocent Dracula and realizes that Dracula was uh, just a nice fella the whole time. Nope, I don't think that... What is this going on? This sucks. <laughs> um, but I think this shows something that I think we all really know, Jeff, which is... Dracula is just a book that most people have pretended to read. Do you know what I mean? Even even the Icelandic have pretended to read it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even the the superior Icelandic version, people are just pretending to read it. They're like, "Oh, what did you what did you read this uh what are you reading over the over the quarantine, over the uh, self-isolation?" Oh, man. Gravity's Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Infinite Jest. <laughs> dracula yeah. fucking heart of darkness you know uh -huh, just like yeah. doing all the doing all the ones you know just, just going my favorites. just going real deep because i got all this free time you know i can just just get taking real deep. the time to reread some favorites that i normally <laughs> wouldn't have time to reread yeah. the brothers karamazov <laughs> this is this maybe perhaps was <laughs> vlad's great plan you know he's like fuck these people none of them are actually going to read this anyway i can write what i want so, so it was discovered in 2017, but how and why? Because somebody r translated the translation. Why, now, what I, made them want to do that? And how did nobody compare it to the original English before that? I mean, all, the only thing this article says is when someone finally got around to side-eyeing the Icelandic translation in 2017, they started realizing that it was very, very different. Wow. Isn't that wild? So check out, check this out. It gets even weirder. So in an, in an, uh, examination of the actual granular differences between, and, and they're big, huge differences. As you heard, the word yeah. counts are wildly different. They realize that some of the characters that aren't, are, that are invented for this new version are actually in Bram Stoker's handwritten notes <gasps> for what he was planning to do. Oh, this dude did a touch of evil. <laughs> this is like some single white female shit. <laughs> this dude did Blade Runner the final cut. <laughs> so he went back and he went to the he went to the notes. He went to the dailies. He went to the rush footage. He went to the original uh, uh, production art. And he was like, we're putting it back together. So the, the thing that's crazy is the, the way this original Icelandic version was published was serialized it was oh. in a it was in a and it was in a periodical that would come out in chapters yes so, so this is dude this is this dude is dickensing he's dickensing but he's i think you were super right on with george r, r. martin because what happens is the first two-thirds of this thing is like kind of close to the notes that bram stoker wrote to himself about what the book was going to be, which didn't end up being what it was. And then the last third of this Icelandic version is like rushed and crazy. And the dude evidently just didn't know where he was going with this and just fucking finished it himself and sort of shortcutted a lot of moments. And 
it, it's wild. Wait, it's so was wild. the original? So was the original Dracula in English serialized as well? No, no, I don't believe so. No, no, I think it came out. It definitely came out as a novel, right? So yeah. let me let me just do 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 do. Yeah. So it says it, the uh, ending. The ending of Macht Mirkan, Mirk Mirk Rana. Mm-hmm. matches an ending for an early version of Dracula that Stoker rewrote before publication. Yes. Yes. There was a, there was a section room. I remember this. There was a bit where it like, there was an ending that didn't go in uh, uh, that I really loved because at Castlevania's Dracula's castle falls apart when Dracula dies. Like the castle and Dracula, the sexy castle and Dracula are connected yeah and when you kill dracula sexy castle also gets destroyed but that wasn't there that wasn't the ending of the book i I, it doesn't say what specifically what the endings were how they were different but it says it's it's a it's an ending that was more like his uh his original thing and so the theory in this article is exactly what you said anthony it says here's one possibility that macht mirk rana isn't a translation of dracula at all it's Bram Stoker's director's cut. He pulled out an earlier draft that he liked Whoa. but couldn't publish in English for various reasons and handed, handed it over to Vladimir to interpret, allowing Vladimir to add flavors of Norse culture that would resonate only with that audience. He sent it to Vlad and he said, my dude, England isn't ready for this, <laughs> but Iceland's ready to get sexy. <laughs> Listen, I called it Dracula. But its original title was Daddy Vlad's Sexy Castle. <laughs> and you're the only one, Mr. Asmundson, and you're the only one who can, who can recreate what I wanted for this. Yeah. Bring back Daddy Vlad's Sexy Castle for me. Make it happen. Well, Bram, I'm your man. <laughs> I think this is what I was born to do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read the I want to read the Icelandic version translated to English. Can I do that? Yeah, it is uh it has been uh translated back to English in in a full volume and it is it is uh, available I believe online cuz it's, you know, public domain. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, this is a, a a wild turn of events. Uh and they say that, you know, they think that the ending wasn't actually even written by Vladimir because it it changes to a completely different style and it was the serialized version and someone kind of took it out of his hands and just finished it off. It says, uh, if I was a betting man and the blinds were and the blinds were low, I'd wager that the last third of Macht Mirk Rana was a quick finish based on Stoker's notes by someone else done to wrap the story up in the serialized form ahead of some arbitrary deadline. Wow. What a wild thing, right? Wow, I And then want... this is the collected thing that's been sold in bookstores in Iceland for generations. Generations of readers. Dude, oh yeah, when you look this up, you can you can grab it just about anywhere. There was a there was a published version. You can get a nice published version that's called Powers of Darkness, the Lost Version of Dracula, but you can also get it on um you you can get it anywhere. You can get ebooks of it everywhere. Yeah. This is amazing. This is so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. This is, I was blown away by this story. This it's is like, a- I, I keep, I'm sorry. I just, I'm so excited because this to <laughs> me is like, I'm one of those people, you know me, I, I don't get this way about books, but I do get this way about, um, about movies and albums. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get like one of the, one of the books that I read last year that was one of my favorite books was called, um, was called Future Noir. And it's the story of the making of Blade Runner and all the different versions and how it all happened. And right. like, or, or even just like when you get like one of the art books for a movie and you flip through it and you're like, here are characters that were deleted. Here were early concepts for places they were going to go. Like, it's so cool to have the the uh, 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 the unfettered, like unhindered version of this book where it's like, I didn't get to finish this. Here are the notes. It's 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 fucking it's AI. It's Hugo. Yeah, it, it, it it's like seeing the DNA of a piece of art. You get to yeah. see what bits were put together to make its creation. And it's wild that we have, you know, we have Bram Stoker's notes to be able to reveal this and not think that this dude just made shit up whole cloth. He actually referred to, or ha- had access to an earlier version or some, there's some, there's some untold story here that is fascinating. Yeah. At first I thought that we were talking about the invention of fanfic. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like that's what right. I thought. I thought yeah. we were talking about the invention of fanfic, which is dope. I was like, Oh my God, we found where it originates. Like this dude was like taking these characters and like telling his own stories with them. Cause he loved these characters and that's cool in and of itself. But to find that like, this is maybe the first like quote unquote director's cut in history yeah, right. or, yeah. or, or movie or, or a project that was finished after the original artist couldn't finish it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not, not the first project like that, but maybe the first book like that. I don't know. That's nuts. Yeah. I want to read powers of darkness immediately. (laughs) I'll have to stop reading gravity's rainbow for the eighth time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, you'll get back to it. I'm sure, you know, you you just read your favorite sections, I guess. Yeah. I've been doing, you know, I've been waking up with a little light, uh, brothers Karamazov and then, (laughs) and then a little war and peace before bed. But I think like, I'm going to switch to powers of darkness and I'll come back to war and peace. I always do. Sure. You always do. do. Always do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody, uh, thank you for sending in that story. Uh, uh, sir, 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 Tristan, sir, Tristan, sir, Tristan, um, and thank you to everybody who sent in stories, you know, uh, even if we don't use them, we, we look at them all and you, you all send in incredibly interesting stuff as always a great place to share them just with the rest of the community would be the Facebook group or the subreddit, uh, or the discord for our supporters, which I'm just going to do it one more time. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. Uh, and even if they don't get used for episodes, there's always wonderful conversations around the stories that you all send in, which is why. You should not send them to us via Twitter. Oh, God, Even though, no. Hey, we love hearing from you on Twitter. We love interacting with you on Twitter. S- please feel free to discuss the show. Don't send us stories on Twitter. Oh, no. We will They'll lose them. We will, not be able to, we will not be able to keep track of them. There are wonderful places and wonderful people that want to he- read your interesting stories and places for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, those are definitely the places for them. Also, I wanted to... Um, one thing before we left, a lot of people... Uh, I know this sounds like another weird thing where I'm just like marketing, 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 but this is true. Uh, people have been asking if uh, merch is going to come back. We used to have a lot of merch. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of t-shirts and stuff. Uh, we used to have a Patreon support level where we would send you something every month. And then we had a store and uh, people are wondering if that stuff is going to come back. And, you know, there are some things, you know, uh, some things as partners in this in this venture, Jeff and I discuss quite a bit. Some things we don't discuss quite as much. This is something where I think like 
we were both just on the same page because I was like, I'm going to get rid of the secret mail for right now. And you were like, yeah, it feels a little bad to be sending people stuff in the mail right now during this uh, during this time. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't want to go out to the post office. I don't want to go to Office Depot and buy envelopes. I don't want to be making people work. I don't want to be sending people things. It, it just seems a little icky. And then with the store, I think even though you and I didn't is expressly dis, uh, discuss the store, I think we sort of feel similar similarly, which is like, look, we could, we could definitely use the money for merch right now. You know, everybody, we're in a time where everybody's kind of like in a place where there's a little less money coming in. Um, we were, we were very public on our first episode back about the fact that, you know, I, I haven't been working for a little while. So obviously we want to, we want to give you merch, but, uh, I think we just, we were just thinking about it and we were like, you know, somebody has got to print those shirts. Somebody has got to pack those shirts. Somebody has got to ship those shirts. And while we do want to keep those people in business during this, uh, incredibly trying time we also want to keep them healthy and safe and i think we um i think we will side on the uh i think we will side with the health problems right now and and the protection of health uh instead of the protection of uh of our profit right now Uh, you it was right there right there waiting for you siding with protection of health over protection of wealth it was right there you could have just done it I actively avoid these things, which is why, <laughs> which is why I have you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you do those things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as soon as it's safe, as soon as we feel like it's safe and responsible to bring back the store, we will definitely bring back the store. We definitely want to send you some stuff. Um, and we really appreciate you wanting that stuff and wanting to support us in, in different ways. That's, yeah. That means, means the world to us. JP reached out to us, JP Coover, who uh, has designed our shirts in the past. We're excited to get some new ideas to him and, and do things at some point down the line when things make a little more sense for that. Um, it, it, we, you know, it, we're, we're, just, we're just revving up the engine again. We're getting back into it. Um, we're excited to be here and we're excited to have you listening. So, uh, you know, onward and upward from here and hopefully the world gets back on its axis soon. Yep. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for supporting however you can. And even just, you know, even just sharing episodes with friends, letting people know we're back, um, letting the world know that this is happening is more support than you can ever imagine. And y'all are just supporting us by uh, bringing this really wonderful community back. And we just love reading these stories and hanging out with you. And we're looking forward to our first patron hangout on 420 Blaze It at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Thank you all so much. We're so excited to be back and we will see you next week. 